The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. What's going on? We are continuing our ranking of every Seinfeld episode. We are now on to part seven. We're doing number 69, nice, through 55. This one will be covering Independent George, Pez Dispensers, Picking Your Nose, Pax, Answering Machine Messages, all kinds of good stuff. So let's get into it. All right, number 69, the pool guy. Jerry has a hard time telling the pool guy at his new health club that there isn't room for a fifth member of the group. And that's that was the minor <laughs> plot. The big one was George's worlds collide when Elaine starts hanging out with Susan. And Kramer discovers that his phone number is one digit off from movie phone guy. And he starts to become movie phone guy. Um, what? there are so many good the the whole movie phone thing was awesome and we'll get into worlds colliding in a minute but ramon annoyed me and i i guess they had an original person the original actor for ramon quit or something like that he was mad about how he was depicted i don't know i just didn't like the character of ramon i don't know i guess i wasn't supposed to like him i guess he was supposed to be annoying but i didn't like him anyway but still the part about independent George. This is so true. You have, does this happen to you? You have your work life or your, or, or one different type of life and, and you have different worlds. You cannot collide the worlds. I remember there was a guy, um, there was a guy that I worked with very closely and we saw each other every day and spent, spent entire shifts with each other. And we saw each other out in public. We're like, no, 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 we're not doing this. We don't, our worlds cannot collide. We have our work world and our personal world, and that we're not combining them. Uh, it's one of the great quotes ever um, from George. You know, he George says, "That's the George you know, the George you grew up with. Movie George, coffee George, liar George, body George." And he's dying, Jerry. If relationship George walks through this door, he will kill independent George. A George divided against itself cannot stand. One of the great quotes of the whole series. And then, and then at one point he says, you're killing independent George. That I still I still use this all the time. Anytime I see uh, Jason Alexander post anything on social media, I, 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 I reference this. Uh, yeah, and, and the whole thing with uh, Ramon was um, he, he's given Jerry a hard time when Jerry says, you can't join our group. And he falls into the pool and he's unconscious. And Jerry and Newman are there debating whether to save his life. Like, this is just one of those concepts that just crosses the line. I'm sorry. There's a difference between comedy and death. And when people die, it's, you know, like like when Susan died with the invitations. It's like, okay, you're... I think you crossed the line here. So, um, but but Kramer uh, being the movie phone guy and and trying to figure out what they're doing. And at one point he says, "Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you selected?" And uh, at the end, when the real movie phone guy comes to kick his butt, that was that was really funny. Number sixty-eight, the Pez dispenser from season three. George invites Elaine and Jerry to go with him to his girlfriend's piano recital. And he brings out the Pez dispenser. Um, 
and uh, there's a whole thing about George um, wanting to break up with her. So he does a preemptive preemptive breakup, which is genius at first because he has hand. Uh, and oh, and, and Jerry and Elaine hold an intervention for a friend and Kramer joins the polar bears which is basically just an excuse to have the polar bears in the, in the room with them. So, uh, but um, you know, the concept of hand, you know, the, the upper hand, that was, that was really funny. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. George says, I need hand. I have no hand. And you know, he, he, so he breaks up with her and then he gets upper hand, he gets hand, but at the end, the girlfriend realizes that it was Elaine that was laughing and she freaks out on him and she says, I am breaking up with you. He says, you can't break. With, you can't break up with me. I've got hand. And she says, and you're going to need it. I remember when this was originally came out. I thought this was the funniest thing ever. Um, that was that was so funny. Uh, yeah, the, the whole thing with the intervention that that was OK. The uh, the, the the polar bears were the, the, the old guy, with the polar bears. Like, yeah, we used to do we used to do interventions when the polar bears stopped coming. We, we just go to his house and say, what do you do? Well, you don't want to be a polar bear anymore. It was too cold for you. It was just that, that old guy, whoever that was. That was that was really funny. Number 67, the betrayal from season nine. This was the backwards episode. OK, it's a cute concept. Um, Elaine decides to spite her old college roommate Sue Ellen Mishki by taking Jerry and George to India to attend Sue Ellen's wedding. Uh, Elaine, just, Elaine reveals secrets because he he, he uh, she drinks and, and opens up the vault. There's a thing with Jerry's ex flame Nina who is um, now going out with George and George finds out. George wears boots to impress Nina because it makes him look taller. Um, there's a thing with Kramer and Franklin Delano Romanowski who tells him to drop dead. This is just uh, this is just one of those weird season nine episodes that didn't work. There were some in season nine that, that were awesome. I think I believe the Festivus episode was in season nine. So there were some that, that were good, but there were some in season nine that are just ugh. They're saying, oh, uh, you know, Seinfeld should have continued for, for years on after that. It's like, I don't know about that. I think I think it was a good idea to end after nine seasons. Um, I did like when when Newman said to uh, whoever he was going out with, he said, I'll tell you a little secret about zip codes. They're meaningless. Um, and so, yeah, so you start at the end and you go back to the beginning. They even go back like 11 years in the past when when Jerry first met Kramer and from the the very first episode of Seinfeld, they called him Kessler, I believe, because of some legal issue with the real Kramer. So they address it in this one. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Number sixty six, the limo. Jerry George, Jerry George meets Jerry at the airport, uh, but they notice a limo driver waiting for someone named O'Brien. So they just say, "Hey, I'm O'Brien," and they get in the limo, and it turns out it's a it's a um, it's a Nazi leader. <laughs> so uh, this is this is one of the great Seinfeld concept episodes. It's just um, you know such a such a great premise, such a such a great execution too. Um, at one point, I, I love when George. I think he's done this a few times. He says, "You know, we're living in a society." I that's another line I use all the time. Um, they talk about a jig. It was, it was a bad jig. We, we should have never started the jig. It was a good jig. It was a terrible jig. Um, 
I like double dippers when when uh, when they have actors and actresses that were in one episode and then they're in another. So Ava from this episode in the limo was Audrey from the pie. Uh, Poppy's daughter. Um, so now George has to pretend to be this Aryan leader. <laughs> and, and it's just it's it's so funny. It's so funny. Um, he's trying to call. He's trying to use the phone to call, I guess, Elaine and Kramer or something like that to, to get out of this situation. And they catch they, they They walk in on him and he says, AstroTurf, you know who's responsible for that? The Jews. The Jews hate grass. They always have. Um, such such a good concept uh and such so well done and at the end he comes out of the limo and there's like there's you know protests and stuff and, and uh Jordan's like i am not o'brien number 65 this Susie from season eight george tries to avoid a breakup with his girlfriend oh george has to go to a a, a ball for the yankees and he wants to make a big entrance with a twirl so he 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 uh, his girlfriend wants to break up with him, but he he avoids it. Uh, a, a a colleague keeps calling Elaine Susie, and Jerry gambles on a basketball game, but the bookie can't pay him. This is the episode that will the, to me it's it's remembered by two things, but you'll probably remember it by one thing. The answering machine message. Dun, 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 dun. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. That is that is the iconic thing from this episode. Uh, the whole thing with Susie was was funny and Elaine trying to get out of it. Um, I, I love any episode with, with Jay Peterman. He says uh, at one point, he says, between you, me and the lamppost and the desk, Peggy says this Suze isn't much of a worker. Nevertheless, Elaine, the house of Peterman is in disorder. I, I love just everything, just about everything Peterman says. Um, also, this is the return of Mike Moffat. That was a guy from the parking space episode that called Jerry a phony man. That Michael Jordan is such a phony. I, I this is one of my favorite lines, but this one J Jerry five years later is still upset about that. Uh, but now he's a bookie and he couldn't pay uh, Jerry back. And there's an accident and he broke his thumbs and Kramer thought he um, Jerry did that on purpose. And uh, he gets stuff. He gets stuck in the trunk for who knows how long. I'm not exactly sure how long he was stuck in that trunk. But anyway, he comes out. Um, so for for Elaine to get out of this whole Susie thing, she she says that Susie uh, uh, committed suicide, and there is this funeral for her. And for a fictional character, she has a packed funeral home. I'd like to know how this happened. Um, but. Um, Mike Moffat comes out of the trunk and 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 while they're they're talking about her, she runs up, he runs up to the podium and says, Susie didn't commit suicide. She was murdered by Jerry Seinfeld. I, I love his delivery of that. Um in the end, uh to, to mirror what happened to George, uh Peterman creates a Susie Foundation for <laughs> Elaine to run it. And uh, he says, that's why well, this foundation will meet around your schedule. Nights, weekends, every free moment you have. And, and, and she, uh, and late at the end, goes, Suze! 
number 64, the pick from season four. George has decided he's made a terrible mistake by breaking up with Susan and he's just moaning and groaning about it. So he goes, he, he goes back to her and then he realizes it's a big mistake. So that's one thing. Jerry gets caught. It looks like picking his nose with his model girlfriend and there's the whole thing with that. But what really this episode should have be called the nip. This was the episode where Elaine has the Christmas card and puts and, and shows a nipple. Uh, that's what I think this is what this episode is most known for. Um, I like when they talk about the little man. And so what is the little man inside you say? You got to listen to the little man. And, and George says, my little man's an idiot. Um, I, I love George at the beginning, just just moaning and groaning. And he sings like, oh, hey, if you happen to see the most beautiful girl. I, I love that part. This is also the, the um, episode where Kramer has his idea for the uh, perfume that smells like the beach. And Jerry's model girlfriend is wearing that perfume. They actually made it. And Jerry tries to keep Kramer away from her so he doesn't smell it. And he thinks he's successful. And then Kramer is in the hall. And all you hear is, the beach! And he realizes that, that it's that, that's the uh, fragrance. And he goes to Calvin Klein. And and, uh, and, and, and and he becomes a model. And they say, his buttocks are sublime. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, this is a great episode because basically, basically because of the nip number 63, the lip reader from season five, Jerry dates an attractive tennis lines. Woman will do the cover that she's hearing impaired, but can read lips. Uh, George gets caught acting like a slob on live television at the tennis match. and gets dumped. So he uses a lip reader to spy on his girlfriend. And um, there's a thing with Elaine and the, the limo driver that's, she doesn't like him to talk, so she pretends to be deaf, and there's a whole thing with that. Um, this was this was pretty good. This is the whole thing with with uh, with the lip reader that that was that was good stuff. But this is also um, a great scene where she breaks up with him, and she says, "It's not you, it's me." And George says, "You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine." I invented it's not you, it's me. Nobody tells me it's them, not me. If it's anyone, it's me. And she says, all right, George, it's you. You're damn right it's me. Love that. Love that. Also, when Newman discovers that Jerry has this, <laughs> this weapon of, of someone that can read lips, uh, Newman asks to borrow her. Everybody everybody wants to borrow her for all of a sudden. And and. Jerry says, no way, no way I'm going to do that for you. And Newman says, you remember this. When you control the mail, you control information. Uh, oh, the, oh, yeah. Also, Kramer was a ball boy. And he, he you know, he, the, 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 the younger guys made fun of him and be, because he was old. He said, I may be old, but I'm spry. And then he becomes a ball boy and he runs into Monica Sellis. Monica Sellis was supposed to be in this episode, but she declined. But anyway, she, so he runs into, you know, some some tennis players and and Jerry says, well, that ends the ball boy experiment, the ball man. Number 62, the kiss hello from season six. Kramer tries to create a utopian society where he puts up pictures of all the residents of the building Jerry doesn't mind until all the women start wanting to be greedy with a kiss. 
And then when he objects, the the building hates him and tries to kick him out of the building. Um, also, Jerry's nan, I remember, is that Uncle Leo was supposed to give Jerry's mom fifty dollars, uh, and and Uncle Leo puts him in in, in in her in a home to keep quiet. Um, and and there's a thing with with Elaine's friend who has the crazy hair, uh, Wendy Malik, the crazy uh, poofy hair from like looks like something from from the Flintstones or something. Uh, um, and there's a whole thing with with charging him because he canceled on an appointment, but then she canceled on him. So he, he tried to charge her. Uh, this is the, the episode where George keeps talking about the, the delicate genius. It's like they're so mentally gifted that we must mentally gifted that we mustn't disturb their delicate genius unless it's within the confines of their office with huge sums of money involved. Their delicate genius cannot be disturbed. Uh, by the way, $50 invested uh, at, at 8% interest. Would it be worth almost three thousand dollars? Just so, you, just so you know, because that's because Jerry's dad was trying to calculate the interest. So if you're taking, if you're, you know, so three grand. Um, also from this episode, one of the one of the residents that yells at Jerry is um, it was is Mike's mom from Ma- Mike and Molly. Just a, I always it's it's always funny seeing someone from you know from from years ago and now you see him in something else. It's I always like pointing that out. Number 61, the apology. George goes out of his way to seek an apology for an insult. Uh, Elaine is insulted that a fellow worker is scared of her germs, and Putty admits that he's a germophobe. Jerry dates a nudist and learns the difference between good naked and bad naked, and Kramer installs a garbage disposal in his shower. There's a lot going on here. There's nothing nothing great about this episode just a lot of good things this is the episode with uh speaking of uh characters that were something else james spader was in was in this episode playing the uh recovering alcoholic that uh that refused to apologize to george for stretching out his his cashmere sweater because george's neck is so big um yeah yeah jerry's girlfriend is is naked all the time and she's uh, she's very pretty, but when she coughs naked, I guess it's not a good look. So then Jerry decides to go naked all the time. And, and, and she doesn't like that. And there's this great line from, uh, from Jerry, from, from, from Elaine. It says the female body is a work of art. The male body is utility utilitarians. We're getting around. It's like a Jeep. I agree. I don't know how. Anybody could look at a guy's body and think that that's hot. That's hey, that's, that's just me. But anyway, um, yeah, the whole thing with with Elaine and um, and the, the coworker, it was it was funny. Uh, she's just she's just disgusted by Elaine. And, and, and at one point, she says, Elaine, it was very nice of you to bring the man you're currently sleeping with over to talk to me. I mean, I guess he, she just thinks that Elaine is a giant slut or something like that. It just is, is very, <laughs> very germy. Um, and Elaine at one point rubs all of this lady's stuff on her desk all over her body and <laughs> it makes her sick. Uh, yeah, she says, she says uh, to a coworker, she's insane. She thinks I made her sick because I coughed on her doorknob, rubbed her stapler in my armpit and put my her keyboard on my butt. Yeah, she's a wacko. Um, and, and Kramer spends the entire 
episode in the shower. Just he just decides to be in the shower all the time. And what what is your water bill like if you're if you're constantly running a shower? Don't, don't you run out of hot water? Like what what I don't I don't get this. Uh so he spends all his time in the shower and uh, he installs a, a a garbage disposal. What I love about this is he he, he couldn't figure out how to start install the garbage disposal in his shower. So he calls Putty, and Putty is just they, they cut the Putty, and he's just staring there. That's all he does. He just he just has that that blank look like the whole time. It's 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 and then and he calls him. It's like yeah yeah like I I I, I love Putty. Putty is one of my my favorite characters. Um, yeah, and, and then there was also the uh, the line from George, um, looking for the apologies. And since that apology, he was be bopping and scatting all over me. Number sixty, the Cadillac. The I believe this was a two part episode from season seven. George Jerry performs the biggest show of his life in Atlantic City. He gets a rather generous paycheck for the event and decides to buy his father a Cadillac. But this puts Morty in the hot seat with the condo board of directors where they accuse him of stealing the money. And that was the that was the the, the big plot, but also the plot with George and Marissa Tomei, which is one of the greatest <laughs> in the entire series. And there's also the plot where the cable guy wants to come into Kramer's apartment to take away his HBO and Showtime or something like that. And Kramer turns the tables on him because, you know, cable p- companies say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll come between nine and one and, you know, just come whenever they, they feel like it. So he turns the, 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 uh, the tables on him. Uh, yeah, those are, those are the three main things. They didn't really intersect at all, but still great. Uh, the whole thing with the Cadillac, um, anything involving George's, uh, Jerry's parents, in Florida, I just maybe because it hits too close to home. Maybe because it just I my parents were like that, their friends were like that. I don't know. I don't know if this is a thing with all you know condo associations and all group, you know, any any place where there's a bunch of old people where they're just they, they they're just creating drama out of nothing. They have nothing better to do. Than to 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 make a big deal out of everything. I I don't know. I just it it, it it the whole thing. Anything any any plot involving Jerry's parents, just it just I don't know. Maybe it hit too close to home. Maybe I didn't. That's why I didn't like it. But uh, um, yeah, that that was great. I love Jack Klompus, another another great character. Uh, he shows off. Jerry's dad shows off the. Cadillac to Jack Clompus and say, so, You want to take a ride? And he says, No. And, and Jack Clompus says, Believe me, I've ridden in a Cadillac hundreds of times, thousands. Um, then they accuse him of, of stealing the money. And the one guy says, Your son could never afford that car. We all saw his act last year at the Playhouse. He's like, He could pay his rent. I love, I love the disrespect. Um, but the 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 main thing is George and Marissa Tomei, Elaine's friend says, "Oh yeah, it's too bad you're engaged because I could I could fix you up with Marissa Tomei." And George goes crazy. The the poor woman like has some kind of like heart problem or something that she's in the hospital. But but uh, George is trying to get the number. Um, 
So he is just fantasizing about Marissa Tomei. And Susan is like, what are you? You keep watching my cousin Vinny and Marissa, Marissa Tomei videos. Are you, are you, are you, I'm getting jealous. And, and George is fantasizing about Marissa Tomei and, and pretending that she's there. And, and, and he starts kissing her, but it's not her. He's making out with the pillow. That is one of the greatest scenes in the entire series. So funny. Um, I, I love that, like, and then and then Susan says, "Do you have a thing for her or something?" And and George is like, "Yeah, like I have a thing for Mar- Marissa Tomei. Like she would never go out with a short, stocky, bald man. Oh, that, like that's her type. She's an Oscar winner. Besides, I, I don't even know her. It's not like anyone's trying to fix us up. I mean, who would try to fix up me with to Mar- Marissa Tomei?" Uh, and then he finally meets to Marissa Tomei, and and says, "So tell me how." How is it that a man like you, so bald and so quirky and so funny, how is it that you're not taking? And, and she, he says, well, actually, I am engaged. And he, he slugs her. That's great. Uh, I also like that uh, Jerry's staying down in Florida, and it's like four in the afternoon. And they're, and they're like, okay, it's time to eat dinner. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's like, well, that's the early bird special from, from 430 to 6. And Jerry's like, I will pay extra. Can we eat at a reasonable hour? And they eat at six o'clock, and that just set that that just freaks out all of the uh, the residents. And someone says, "Oh, look who's eating at six o'clock!" Oh, and then and there was some dumb thing with Elaine and George working on a, on an excuse, and she says that. Her boyfriend, Art Vandelay, is an importer and try not to be a doesn't want to be an importer, but it wants to be an exporter or some crap like that. I don't that that was dumb. So number 59, the fix up from season three. George is convinced he is fated to never have a relationship. Um, Elaine's friend uh, thinks that all good men are either taken. And so Jerry and Elaine decides to fix them up. and. Um, they almost they almost have a baby. <laughs> um, I it's funny watching this episode now because Cynthia Elaine's friend is Janice from Friends. Oh my God! Uh, but she is not Janice in this episode. <laughs> she is she is she's acting like a normal person. Uh, um, I I love when. When Jerry is describing her, uh, but Jerry, Jerry is describing her to George, and Elaine is describing him to Cynthia, and <laughs> George says, "I like thick, lustrous hair. Thick, lustrous hair is important to me. If you stick your hand in it, it's easy to get out." A bald guy talking about thick, lustrous hair. Really funny. Um, he says, "I need a good cheek. Is there a pink, pinkish hue?" cheek uh, and, and elaine is trying to trying so hard to make george look good it's like a, he said there's a lot of character in his face he can lift things really high and, and stuff like that so uh but uh kramer's friend bob sacamano got a job at a condom factory and he just dumps out a bag of condoms and, and george uses one of them and then it, it, uh, later on uh, kramer's like hey don't use those those are defective and uh cynthia misses her period and george uh decides to be a stand-up guy and says 
okay, if this is our baby, I will support you. I will, I'll help you out in any way I can. And they, it looks like everything's good and they live happily ever after. And then Cynthia sees how George eats. He eats disgustingly. Um, one other thing when George decides, George learns that she might be pregnant. George is, George is happy. He's like, my boys can swim. That was, that was a huge line back in the day. Number 58, the pilot from season four, another two part episode. This is the season finale of, of season four, the ending of the, uh, the show within a show arc, which was so brilliant. Um, the, the pilot is finally a go. Um, Elaine has to avoid Russell Dalrymple. Uh, they had a date and it did not go well. Um, so much going on with this episode. Uh, Kramer comes face to face with his with his TV show counterparts, which, by the way, that guy actually did audition for the role of Kramer on Seinfeld. Um, crazy Joe Davola shows up and and and, and yells. Yells six Semper Tyrannus, um, and 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 basically, as soon as the pilot airs, it um, Russell gets Russell's no longer with the company with, with NBC, so the new person uh, kills the show. Uh, but this is you have the auditions for the for the cast, and you have uh, the people auditioning for George, and that Jeremy Piven like nailed it. He was the perfect George. Uh, he comes in and, and he says, he says, what are we looking at here? Is this guy a real loser? And George is like, no, he's not a loser. Um, and then the people auditioning for uh, Elaine, one of them was Mariska Hargitay, who did not look like Mariska Hargitay, but that, that freaks me out that Mariska Hargitay was in here. But uh, she says, it's like a bald convention out there. And then she sees George is like, oh, sorry, I, I made a faux pas. And Jerry says, no, you didn't. He knows he's bald. Um, also, George gets a, a cancer scare. He thinks there's something on his lip and, and he's he's freaking out. And apparently this mirrors what happened in real life with Larry David. Larry David was freaking out when, the first few seasons of, of Seinfeld because uh, I guess he just is not afraid. He, he just does not like success. And he, he was just he was just hoping that the show would get canceled. Um, oh, and then there's this thing about. Okay, so Kramer gets constipated and there's a whole thing about that and the, the dreaded apparatus and El- Elaine goes after big breasted waitresses, all the waitresses and monks have big breasts and okay. And then, <laughs> and then he tells, she, she reports them, but that just makes the, the business um, uh, boom there because they tell everybody, Hey, this place has a bunch of big breasted waitresses. Uh uh, apparently there's a good line I'm, uh, uh, when uh, Kramer is talking to his, his counterpart and he's trying to fix his constipation problem. He's, he says to, uh, to the waitress brand flakes, hundred percent. I got a big problem. Um, oh, there was a the whole thing with, with the, the Kramer actor taking the raisins and George confronting him. And this guy's like, I'm going to rip your heart out of your, of your butt. Um, it was, it was also cute to have uh, the montage of, a lot of the characters from season four watching the pilot, uh, and and you know the whole thing was just a you know commentary on how networks you know how they handle TV shows and stuff, and because I mean the, the the pilot was so bad, it was you know such a silly plot of the um, 
Jerry, Jerry have, having the guy be his butler because of a car accident or something like that. And uh, uh, the, the one line that I always remember from this is Jerry saying, because he's my butler. Okay. Oh, and by the way, at the end, Russell dies. Russell, because Elaine says, well, maybe you should join Greenpeace or something like that. So he joins Greenpeace and he goes out into the water and was on a boat with two other guys, which, by the way, those two other guys were Larry David and Larry Charles. And he's dead, by the way. Yeah, it's just like just another casual nonchalant death death on on, uh, Seinfeld. Like, guys, don't kill people. Come on. Number 57, The Raincoats, another two-part episode. Jerry's parents are visiting before leaving for France, and Jerry has a hard time connecting with his new girlfriend, Rachel, because his parents are spending so much time in his apartment. George uses the trip to get out of volunteering for Big Brothers, but is stunned to learn that his little brother is searching for his dad in France. Kramer and Morty team up to sell Morty's old beltless trench coats, the executive, to a vintage clothing store. And Elaine's new boyfriend is a clothes talker, clothes talker who enjoys spending time with Jerry's parents. There's a lot. The amazing thing about this episode is every, every plot connected with each other over and over again. That's amazing. I mean, this is what what, what Seinfeld is known for, all the dovetailing plots, you know, eventually connecting. But these connected throughout the full hour episode. That was amazing. Um, uh, I, at, at the beginning, George and Jerry are, uh, are, are, are sitting at Monk's and um, the guy comes over with the little kid and the little kid looks at George and says, wouldn't you like to be a big brother to someone like me, please? Putting on the uh, putting on the old puppy dog eyes. Uh, there's also the thing with Jerry's parents not liking the Costanzas. The Costanzas kept saying, "Come over for paella." Uh, I don't know exactly what paella is. It looks like a combination of seafood, and I I don't know. It looks good, but I don't. It's not. I'm picky, and I would never eat it. But but anyway, um, Jerry's parents just make excuses to avoid seeing the Costanzas. The and and. The, the, Jerry is surprised by this. He's like, I, I didn't think, I didn't think you noticed uh, annoying people in your of your own age. Um, yeah, it's, I, I like that. Uh, one of Jerry's parents says, "We don't care much for the Costanzas. We can't stand them." Just like in that in, in the library episode when the when the uh, gym teacher says, "Can't stand ya." Um, also, the Rudy's Vintage Clothing Store was run by Mike Haggerty. Who was who unfortunately passed away recently? But he was also he was he was the uh, superintendent on on Friends. He was in a million other things. You'd recognize him immediately. Um, yeah, but Aaron being obsessed with with Jerry's parents, a close talker. The scenes where where Judge Reinhold is going is is going right up to their face, right up just 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 inches away from their face. I should do I should do this uh this uh part right right up right up to your face. Um, and th- that was funny. And then when he sees Kramer and Kramer, such a great physical comedian and uh, you know, he just, <laughs> he knocks over Kramer. <laughs> so funny. Um, so yeah. Jer- so Jerry and the girlfriend can't find time to, to get it on because Jerry's parents are there, you know, Hey Jerry bedrooms have doors. You close the door. 
you do whatever you want. What's 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 the problem here? Anyway, so they go they go to a, a, a viewing of Schindler's List and they're making out and Kramer sees them. I'm, I'm sorry, Kramer. Newman sees them and he tattles on them to Jerry's parents. I like what he talks to. Um, he, he goes to visit Jerry's parents and even Jerry's mom was like, hello, Newman. Even Jerry's parents hate Newman. Um, and <laughs> Newman, Newman says, he was moving on her like the stormtroopers into Poland. Any more offensive spectacle I cannot recall. Love, love Newman. Um, so George finds out that Jerry's parents are lying about seeing them. And he tells his parents and they get all mad. And, and, and George says, the thing that bothers me most is the lying. Really, George? You're complaining about lying? Um, so anyway, Jerry and his girlfriend make out during Schindler's List. And then they come back and, and the parents are asking about it. And, and what it says, what about the ending with the list? It's like, oh, yeah, that was some list. Um, yeah. Also, also. Um, George tries to make some money by selling his dad's clothes to the vintage store and Kramer gets them. And, and when Kramer wears them, uh, George's mom is like, Ooh, you, you remind me of Frank when he was, he was younger. One small problem. Kramer is like a foot taller than, <laughs> than Frank. How, how did those clothes fit? Number 56, the engagement from season seven while sitting in the coffee shop, Jerry and George re resolve to grow up and take their lives more seriously and so jerry gets tries to get back with a woman who he he broke up with for some ridiculous reason and george is obsessed with getting back with susan so he 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 goes to her apartment proposes and she accepts and he immediately regrets it he basically did this because george and jerry and we had a pact and this, this is the beginning of um, this is the season premiere of season seven. And this lasted, unfortunately, until the end of season seven, when Susan died again, Seinfeld. Why are we killing people? Um, also, Elaine is having trouble with a neighbor's dog, a barking dog, and enlists the help of Kramer and Newman to kidnap the dog. But the dog comes back and uh, somehow they figure out that it's that, that Kramer was involved uh, yeah, they're when when Jerry and George are just sitting there, they're just they they just can't believe their, how, how how dumb their lives are. <laughs> Jerry says, "What kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men." Uh, and so Jerry says, "Okay, I'm gonna get back with her." And then he has a talk with Kramer, and Kramer basically tells him that getting married is the dumbest thing ever. And he says about the things that you do, uh, you know, that you're not allowed to just eat anywhere. And, and Kramer says, yeah, you know why? Because it's dinner time. And you know what you do at dinner? You you talk about your day. How was your day today? Did you have a good day? Or a bad day? Well, what kind of day was it? Well, I don't know. What about you? How was your day? So funny that, and, and, and Jerry's like, wow, I'm really glad we had this talk. Why are you taking advice from Kramer of all people? Um, uh, so so George goes to Susan and convinces her to that they should get married and they call his parents and it's typical George's parents 
they're screaming, they're arguing, but she puts them on the phone with Susan. It's, it's George's mother and Susan. And Susan says, I love George very much. And George's mother says, may I ask why? So funny. So funny. Um, also at the end, the police figure out that it was Kramer, Elaine and or yeah, Kramer, Elaine and, and, and Newman in on this dog kidnapping plot. And I guess it mirrored what happened with uh, the son of Sam thing um, where, where they go to arrest Newman and Newman opens the door and he's smoking. He just says, what took you so long? I, I, great. Great line. Number 55, the masseuse from season five. Jerry is desperate for his new girlfriend, a professional masseuse, to give him a massage, but every hint or suggestion seems to fall on deaf ears. They go on a date with George and his new girlfriend, and it's obvious that George's girlfriend doesn't like him, which drives George to extremes. Elaine is dating a man named Joel Rifkin, not the serial killer, but he... uh, he 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 attempts to change her. She she tries to change his name because she he has the same name as a serial killer. Honestly, I don't remember Joel Rifkin. Uh, apparently, this happened like in the late eighties. This happened right around the time that uh, Seinfeld was being uh, aired. So, uh, but it was weird that this aired in I think ninety three or ninety four or something like that. And she says, "Why don't you change your name to OJ?" after oj simpson and then months later the whole oj simpson thing happened so how how weird is that um what what blows me away i always this is one thing i always like to do anytime i'm watching a tv show or movie or something like that i like to know who who's doing what who is that actor who's that actress what 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 were they in previously and the masseuse was jennifer coolidge stifler's mom also from uh, Two Broke Girls and a whole bunch of other things. But she doesn't look like Jennifer Coolidge. She, she, she doesn't act like Jennifer Coolidge, but this was this was uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Also, the Joel Rifkin from this, any Cheers fans? He was Henri, the guy that tried to steal, the, the, the French guy that tried to steal uh, uh, Woody's girlfriend. He's like, Woody, I'm going to steal your girlfriend. That was, that was uh, the, the same actor. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the whole thing with Jerry trying to make her give him a massage, dude. Why don't you just ask? Come on, I mean, it's that it's that simple. Um, but George being obsessed, George has a, a a lovely girlfriend that really likes him, but all he is obsessed with Jerry's girlfriend not liking him, and he just goes crazy and he cannot stop talking about it. And finally, she the, the George's girlfriend says okay, fine. I can't take this anymore. It's either her or me. And she's like, okay, I got to go. <laughs> okay. We're breaking up. Uh, yeah. At one point she says, does everyone in the world have to like you? Yes. Yes. Everyone has to like me. I have to be liked. That is, that's George. That's, that's typical George. All right. So that covers 69 to 55. That is part seven. Remember um, for all the other previous parts, check out the donut bag or my YouTube channel. Thanks for watching or listening.